0: We want to tell you about the Culture Proof Conference happening in July of 2024.
1: Yes, Culture Proof Conference happening July 18th to the 20th in Bartlett, Tennessee at Faith Baptist Church. It's going to be a great time. We have some great speakers talking about some great topics. And we're just looking for the Lord to, to truly move in our midst.
0: This year's theme is resist. resist. As we look at what's going on in the culture, we want to be reminded of what our brother James wrote in James chapter 1, verse mm-hmm. 27b, where he told us to be unstable by this world to keep ourselves unstained by this world and one of the ways that we're going to equip you to do that is to alert you to what's happening in the world alert you to what's happening in the culture and also provide an actual practical response that keeps us unstained by the world
1: we have some great speakers coming out dr kathy cook we're gonna have uh dr taryn dames we have we have some great things happening like some breakout sessions we have culture proof kids culture proof teens it's something for the whole family and so you want to register we're going to give out more information is coming but if you want to register the registration will start in february so just be on the lookout for that
0: culture proof conference 2024 in bartlett tennessee at faith baptist church we are super excited more information as we get closer make sure you stay connected Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof podcast. for listening to Culture Proof, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And today we want to remind you not to forget to remember. Kind of sounds a little bit weird to say it that way, but one of the things that we have noticed is that in the members of the body of Christ or in the body of Christ, we seem very prone to forget who the Lord is. Mm. And I know we think, well, no, I'm, I'm constantly reminded of who the Lord is. Uh, I don't mean intellectually. I don't mean, you know, thinking about God. I don't mean, um, you know, calling on the name of God. I mean, don't forget to remember who God is in the way that we live. In fact, I believe that when we we do this. We demonstrate for our children what it looks like to not forget the Lord our God, to remember Him um, in all the things that we're doing. Um, often, I think this gets overlooked, and to our great chagrin, our kids can recognize it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And when we look at scripture, which we will look at, mm-hmm. man, God was <laughs> consistently warning His people not to forget. That's right. Once they got to a place where they felt a little comfortable, mm. they can build houses, they can do different things. That's it. Don't forget, you know. And I think we have that same message today because you know things life may seem to be going well. Yeah. You know things may be a little easier. Maybe that the direct deposit hits every t- <laughs> couple of weeks, and we know it's going to be there don't forget the Lord Yeah, you know it's easy to do that and I think the way that things have been set up for us in America God bless America Mm -hmm. but it's so easy to have a crutch it's so easy to to forget you know who the source is because we we look at the different things we look at you know we have this we have that man but God is the source and he gives all the resources we are never to forget him uh, never to forget to give him thanks to worship him to adore him he's all in all, he Amen. gives us the, the, the breath that we breathe, you know. Yeah.
0: And I think it's so important for us to model that for our children. We you know, have one to. of the things that we see when we look in scripture is that we see that there were generations that arose that did not know the Lord. And you mm. have to wonder, how did that happen? I'm thinking of Judges chapter 2, mm. verse 10. Um, I believe it starts where the Bible says very clearly that after Joshua and all the elders died, there mm. arose a generation that did not know the Lord. They did not recall very, or retain their knowledge of very God. very telling
1: because that says something about the, that generation mm. as well before.
0: That's right, that, while that they was, lived. There
1: was no discipleship or carrying on the, the promises and, and the commands of God mm-hmm. because how do you get to another generation that totally forgets or totally does not know God after like you've been through like the Red Sea and all this kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. (laughs) That's amazing to me. Yeah.
0: It seems to me that one of the warnings that um, the Lord gave to his people in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8 through Moses, the Lord warns that when they go into this good land that he's sending them into, that they were to retain their knowledge of him, and mm. that if they didn't, um, one of the indications or one of the one of the indicators would be that they would go after other gods. And so that's what we want to spend some time talking about in America, in 21st century America, even in the context of the church, have we forgotten to remember the Lord, and do we see that um, exemplified in the fact that so many of us have gone after other gods. What are Mm. the things that we have replaced our fear of God with, and we have exalted these things and said, well, these are the things that we submit to, and these are the things that we go after. 95% of all startup businesses fail, and that's not great. But not enough entrepreneurs realize that only 5% of business acquisitions fail. Blue Collar Millionaire wants to help you succeed in business. business can be good if you know where to look what to look for and how to acquire what you find that's what blue collar millionaire is all about kevin mark and chris are three normal guys who grew their blue collar businesses into seven figure successes now they are helping others do the same thing you can learn more when you visit bluecollarmillionaire.net that's bluecollarmillionaire.net let their proven strategies teach you how to purchase into instant cash flow processes and systems that create the lifestyle you've dreamed of it's time for your hard work to work hard for you discover the war room at bluecollarmillionaire.net that's bluecollarmillionaire.net
1: yeah again it's so easy to do You know, when there's so many distractions before us to not put our focus and our mindset on God. And and I I believe that God is calling us back even through this show to Mm -hmm. say, remember me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So in Deuteronomy chapter eight, um, I'm going to start at verse 10 and just read God's word and then we can have a conversation around it. And again, you know, one of the things that's so important to us is that man, you know, that we would live these things out with our family, that these would be the things that we make much of with our children. Um, We endeavor to equip parents to equip children so that we all live together for the glory of God. We Mm -hmm. believe that the transgenerational aspect of the family is so important to God that you've got grandparents actively involved, parents and children, all collectively living and operating together for the glory of God. And so Mm -hmm. just kind of keep that in mind as we're talking here. It's for us first, we always say, you know, secure your mask first and then secure the mask of the person right next Mm -hmm. to you. And so then that would be, the members of our own household but we want to encourage our our listeners to remember not to forget or don't forget forget. to remember (laughs) okay in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 10 The Bible reads this way, when you have eaten and are satisfied, you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Mm -hmm. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments Mm -hmm. and his ordinances and his statutes, which I am commanding you today. So I just want to pause for a second. Again, we think that forgetting God means a full rejection of God. Mm-hmm. We think in terms of, well, I've never said there is no God. Of course there's a God. Of course I remember. But notice that the Lord, through Moses, says what it is to forget him. Mm-hmm. It is not to remember his commandments. In Mm -hmm. other words, it's not to do what he has told us to do. So if we live in a context where we call on the name of God, but we don't do what God has told us to do, then practically we have forgotten God. Mm -hmm. And so you think about what that looks like in the context of our family. Do we have a family that is submitted to the lordship of Jesus Christ, that we are checking ourselves against the Mm -hmm. straight edge of scripture and then faithfully living? out what we wow. find therein.
1: You know, it's the same it's, it starts with the parents, it starts with us because like even in Deuteronomy six, you know, uh, mm. this stuff has to these commands and these ordinances has have to be in our hearts and then we teach them diligently to that's our children. Right. And so this command is first for us, and the way that we can check to see if we're doing it is first we have to be doing the commands of God and carrying out the commands of God. That's so good. Before we can expect our children to. And so that's a very, very important piece. That we as the parents have this obligation first.
0: So I'll go back to verse 11 here. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments man, again, the means by which we forget the Lord is that we do not keep Keep His commandments. I I cannot stress that enough because there are so many people who will fall into this category where they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me and Mm -hmm. how is the Lord measuring the distance of the heart in our obedience? Are we doing what God has called us to do? Are we telling the truth about who God is in culture? Look, if you want to raise culture-proof kids, you've got to raise kids who are bold enough to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Remember the commands of God. Like the Lord tells us not to lie. Mm. So at a very basic level, when people are making demands of us that require that we lie, we want to remember the Lord our God and we want to tell the truth. So we want to refuse to lie. So again, verse 11, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his ordinances and his statutes, which I am commanding you this day. Verse 12, otherwise when you have eaten and are satisfied... Hmm. Hmm. And have built good houses and live in them. (laughs) Hmm. Like this is okay. Anyway. And when your, when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and gold multiply and all that you have multiplies, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord, your God, who brought you out from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. He led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water. He brought water for you out of the rock of Flint. In the wilderness, he led you. I'm sorry. In the wilderness, he fed you manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do good for you in the end. Verse 17. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you may say in your heart, my power. And the strength of my hand made me this wealth. But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth that he may confirm his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Verse 19, it shall come about if you ever forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you today that you will surely perish. So why is it important for us to remember the Lord? Why is it important for us to exalt the Lord not just with our lips but in all of our actions mm-hmm. because we perish. We look there has been so much destruction if you look at the body of Christ and you look at the the failure to retain the knowledge of God mm-hmm. in our practices. I'm thinking of the church, I'm thinking of the mm. Church of the Lord where we have brought in so much and I don't want to you know be, be flippant when I just say we've brought in foolishness, but man, we have like yeah. when when we talk about having homosexual pastors and we talk about you know having trans identified teachers and carving out spaces for pronoun hospitality and all of these things when we talk about you know oppressed people groups and you know centering oppressed voices in the church. <laughs> We talk about grabbing from the culture and making that doctrine yeah. in the church. What I am saying is that we have forgotten God yeah. and and there is destruction that's happening as a result of that. I think sometimes people think of like um, physically perishing, like, okay, you know, something like, you know, mm-hmm. the ground opening mm-hmm. up and, and us being <laughs> swallowed. But listen, when you've got professing believers now collectively um, and increasingly mm-hmm. deconstructing the faith... Mm. We are talking about perishing people. Yeah. When we've got people recreating, if you will, the Lord Jesus and who he is and how we are to see him, we've got perishing people. And so I think we have got to take a step back and mm. say, man, we have forgotten God. You know, we've been prosperous. We've enjoyed a lot. We've built not only big homes, but big cathedrals, if you will. Yeah. And, um, and we've believed that our hands have done it. And so much so that maybe our hands get to recreate the one that we
1: worship you know it may be even better that the ground would open up and swallow because Mm. it would bring about a fear of the Lord. Like we haven't wow. seen as it is now. I feel like we are just below the discernment level of most believers to mm. be able to see what's going on. Cause you, you talk about the foolishness and the things happening in churches, man. And those churches are packed.
0: Oh my goodness. Full of
1: people who are taking part in that because mm. a lot of them have those itching ears. They yes. want to be told certain things uh and not the truth. And so, man, it, it's so important that we carry out the commands of God because we do see in real, Real time, not carrying out His commands, we get further and further away from Him Him and His heart. That's What right. He desires yeah. and more into the flesh, <laughs> what we want to happen, you know. And so, yeah, it's, it's very important. And we see the destruction and, and the disarray that comes by forgetting God. Yes. You know, and it, it happens man, so often that we get so comfortable and so into our own abilities mm-hmm. and th- ways to do things that we totally dismiss God. But man, and there is a there is destruction that lays uh, a waiting, you know, for for when that happens when we forget God.
0: Yeah, you know, and one of the things I'm really concerned about, and and I want to spend some time talking about this, is the ways that we have forgotten God. You mm-hmm. know, because I I do believe that there are so many people who think they have retained the knowledge of God. And we mark that or we measure that by what we say with our lips. But notice that in God's warning to Israel, the retention of the knowledge of God is not in what the Israelites say. It's not in what his people say, it's Mm. in what they do, right? Mm -hmm. And so you think about the practice of what it is to be a follower of Christ. And I think about what that looks like in our families. Man, have we positioned anything that is more important than God and are our kids looking upon that and seeing those things as the objects that they should Mm. worship? Is it our career? Like you know have we said that well by all means we got to go to work like we mm. we have to work look and i understand if you don't work you don't eat of course right. you have to go to work but if we say that those things become our source mm-hmm. those things become our provision i think you started by alluding to this then what we have done is we have created another provider Mm. And we have created another idol Yeah. and we have positioned something above God. And what it actually indicates to our kids is that there is something that is more important. There is something that is more reliable mm. than the Lord God. And it's our own hands. It's wow. our own ability to produce wealth. But what did God say? God says, I've given you the ability to do that. That's right. Like, you know, if you think about that, man, how humbling is it that when we go to work and we do the things that the Lord has given us the ability to do, we acknowledge to our kids, hey, this is a resource, mm. As you said earlier, the Lord is the source. The Lord is the provider right down to providing the ability that I have been given to do this. The Lord Lord. also provides the outlet, the means through which I'm going to do what he has equipped me to do. So basically it all comes back to the Lord.
1: Yeah, definitely. Our reliance and our trust and our hope is in him. You know, we would do ourselves a huge disservice to forget God. Like, you know, and and when you say that, again, back to your point, many people would say, well, I haven't forgotten God. But how are we living? Mm -hmm. Are we living in such a way that we are, you know— practicing our lives as without God, you know, are we living our lives as without God? Mm -hmm. And so that's something that really, um, challenge us and that we should question and we should say, okay, God, let me do an evaluation, you know, because a lot of times, even in ministry, we can be, you know, just going and blowing and doing things and, you know, even forgetting God in that because you're just busy about doing the Lord's work. Mm -hmm. And so even in good things, we have to make sure that we're not forgetting God.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about what that looks like. Like, it's not just the habits of what we do, but it's the the ways that we live um, that can be seen as habits, but grabbing those and making those intentional moments that we keep in front of our children why we are doing what we're doing. Because you alluded to Deuteronomy chapter six. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important that we recognize in Deuteronomy six that the Lord presents this as you go opportunity for the proliferation right. of the knowledge of who he is. We would call it the proliferation of the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So as you are living, as you are going for us as believers, as we attend church, as we gather as the collective body of Christ, we don't just do those things because, you know, I don't know, it's Sunday or because it's Wednesday or in our case, because it's Thursday and there's Mm -hmm. prayer like, no, we are doing those things because once we were slaves to sin. Mm. Right, So the Israelites were called to remember that once you were slaves in Egypt, and symbolically, you think about what this foreshadows that we were slaves to sin, Mm -hmm. but it is the Lord Jesus Christ who set us free from the bondage of slavery. He has now brought us into the family of God through the sacrifice of himself. Mm. And so because of this, we now do all of these things. I would say we don't often get to that conversation because we are quite comfortable just to be creatures of habit. It, mm-hmm. just to be doing the things that we do every day.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the scripture, Deuteronomy 6, hero Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words, which I am commanding you today, shall be in your heart, period. Then he mm. said, you shall teach them diligently to your sons and, and shall talk to them when you sit. In in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets uh, on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Hmm. If you do all of that, you're not forgetting.
0: No, that's right. That's
1: (laughs) right. You know, God has set it up to, hey, in everyday life, all throughout the day, don't forget me. And this. Is, and he even gives here practical ways of how, that's you right. know, they were supposed to do it. And but first it had to be in their hearts. The commands had to be in their hearts. Then they could teach their sons, yeah. you know, but it was an all day, every day thing. And that's a surefire way not to forget the Lord.
0: Yeah. You know, because I think it communicates something to our children that we don't actively remember God in fact, I think it, it makes our faith subordinate to everything else mm. in life. Like if we are not actively recalling what it is that God has done, like, you know, so often you think about the Apostle Paul and you were talking to me about this recently, like in his letters, the Apostle Paul would seem to randomly break out and like what we call these praise breaks, yes. you know what I mean, where it's just like... Oh my goodness, you know like what right. has God done like in yeah. our life and and I think that comes from a genuine place of understanding that mm. you truly have been brought from death to life. Mm. We won't make much of <laughs> God in the context of our family or anywhere else if we don't understand the weightiness of what has been secured for us. So in other mm. words, um the Israelites were to constantly remember that they had been slaves. Mm. So to be once enslaved Mm -hmm. and now to be set free is something that gets seared in your mind. It's like, man, once I was in bondage, but now I am free. Mm. The same thing is true for us. Like once we were slaves to sin, but now we have been made free by the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so if we really feel the weight of that, Mm Then we will make much of that to our children. But there's something else that's interesting to me about Deuteronomy six. And you went back to Deuteronomy six. And I think it's so great for us to stay here because in the making much of who God is, right? In the the living that is faithful, where we don't forget to remember who he is. And Deuteronomy chapter six, verse 20, mm-hmm. the Bible says, When your son asks you in time to come,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So in other words, as your kids watch you living this faithful way, when your kids watch you observing all of the commands and the statutes, then they're going to wonder, hey, why are you doing those things? Right? Mm -hmm. Verse 20, what do the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments mean which the Lord our God commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, We were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt, and the Lord brought us from Egypt with a mighty hand. Moreover, the Lord showed great and distressing signs and wonders before our eyes against Egypt, Pharaoh, and all his household. He brought us out from there in order to bring us in, to give us the land which he had sworn to our fathers. Hmm. So this faithful living becomes an opportunity for us to make money of who God is because our kids should see it as peculiar
1: yes man that's a, that's amazing Go ahead.
0: No, you go ahead. Because I go ahead. I, <laughs> no, can. I was
1: just, I was just thinking. You know, so the command is given, and you have the the parents following the commands <laughs> yes. and, and acting them out. But then you have the children. One day, like, why are you doing this? Yes. So it's not just the command, just for the command sake. Just we're just doing. There's an explanation attached to That's that. That's right. This is why, and it points to the goodness of God in bringing us out of slavery. Yes. You know, of, of saving mm. us. You know, so it's just not we, when we're doing the things that we're doing as parents. You know, it's not just we're just. Doing this and doing that. This is an example that we're setting for for our children. That when they ask these questions, it's like there's an answer. It's because of God. We're able to point to Him and say it's because of God.
0: The expectation is the explanation. Right. Mm. Like God expects that we are living so faithfully that we are upholding his righteous commands and his mm. statutes, that we endeavor to honor him so much so that because of that expectation, the explanation comes. And mm. for us, this is the on ramp of the gospel. Amen. Like this is how we stop. <laughs> Oh my goodness! right in
1: our families.
0: It's almost <laughs> like we serve the God who is wise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like like who who yes. knows if you do these things, if you live um a peculiar life in the world that you are in. If you live a peculiar life, that your kids, your kids in your household are going to say, "Hey, why? Hmm. Why are we doing that?" And mm-hmm. can I just say we have gotten that question from our kids. Mm-hmm. Like but here interestingly enough, our kids have said hey, we understand that we are to be peculiar in the world, but they've said, why are we different even in the church? Like, why are we different among Christians? And first time we got that question, it was a little bit difficult to answer, right? Like, because you go, well, no, we're not. But but then you, you go, you know what? Listen, okay? We want to faithfully execute the convictions that the Lord's entrusted to us. Amen. We can't speak for other families, um, but we can speak for what the Lord has entrusted to us. Amen. But I will tell you this: um, one of the one of the opportunities that we have in embracing the peculiarity that is ours, the distinction that is ours as Christians, is that we get the opportunity to make much of Christ to say, yes. "Listen, man, the Lord has really ransomed me." Like yeah. this, is, this is real for me, I'm not just a cultural Christian. Um, the Lord has saved me, he's changed my heart. Mm. He's brought me into relationship with him. So I wanna live in a way that reflects that Man, what an opportunity we have with our kids.
1: Amen. It's a great opportunity. And again, God has set it up this way that in the family these opportunities are natural. Yeah. If we follow his commands, these this is a way that the that you know that our children become disciples of Christ. That yes. they receive the gospel, that they hear about God. It's a sad commentary if your child is first heard about God just at church. Oh boy. And it's not been at the home. Because the church is valuable, yes. Yes. And it comes alongside as the supplement to what you already are doing mm-hmm. in the home. And so, man, we see even in Deuteronomy that there's the questions that come out gives the parents an opportunity to share this explanation of yes, who God is yes. and why we do the things that we do. It's, it's just powerful.
0: Yeah. Think about it. If we, we take all of the the actions, all of the activities of what it is to be a Christian, and we attach that to the right expectation that we're going to be able to explain why. Mm-hmm. Um yes. <laughs> Let's take those opportunities to explain why we live the way that we live. Mm. And again, all of this is attached to the command, hey, don't forget to remember. Like when things start to go well, when maybe, you know, um, I was talking to um, a friend. Well, I say a friend, really an acquaintance. I don't see her very often, Um, but I was talking with an acquaintance um, a few weeks ago and I asked her how her family was doing. And she said, oh, man, we are doing so well. She goes, we are just on cruise control. Mm-hmm. And I totally understood what she meant. It mm-hmm. meant we don't have any problems. Things mm-hmm. are going really well, you know. And so then my next question was, okay, so how are you guys spiritually? How's everything going? You know, and she's like, man, I mean, look, we're being, we're trying to be faithful. And mm-hmm. like, you know, and so we had this conversation, um, wasn't as deep as maybe it could have been. But, you know, I think about that when we get on the cruise control mm-hmm. of life, it's very easy to forget the Lord.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, if there is tumult in our families. Yeah. Oh, man, we remember him every day because we're crying out. We're like, Lord, you see, Lord, you know, Lord, I need. But what Mm. about when things go well? That's where the warning is. Mm. The warning in Deuteronomy 8 is when things go well, right? When your family is on that proverbial cruise control, um, do you remember the Lord? Wow. Do you make much of him? Do you retain him in all of the ways that you're living? Um, our kids can see this and, and wow. they can see when we do and they can see when we don't.
1: Think about this. If we forget the Lord, and I'm speaking as parents, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm thinking about what you talked about in Judges, how they had a generation that came. If we forget the Lord, our children may never have a chance to ask the questions. Oh. And then man. we can't give the ex- explanation. That's right. And so that's how over time, you know, the forgetting of the Lord. So the questions are not asked. It's yeah. like... Because we just mm-hmm. do
0: what everybody else does.
1: Yeah, it was good in our own eyes. Mm. That's what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. It was good in their own That's eyes. That's right. So why would a question need to be asked about, like, why are we doing this? Yes. Why are we doing that? Yes. You know, then the explanation can't be given because the question is not asked, you know, oh, because man. we forgot God. And so it's a cycle that... So, man, we have to not forget God. If If for the reason of our children... Having the opportunity to ask the question, yeah, you know, yeah. that's that should be something that bars within us as yeah. well.
0: I think it helps us to do the uncomfortable thing. Like mm. you think about all of the stances that we take mm-hmm. in culture. You think about the positions we take in culture. It can be very yeah. uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, um, We can be tempted to like not take those positions because it may cost us something. But you think about the reason that's attached to why we do that mm-hmm. because the gospel. Yes. Because exactly. Jesus is worthy to be known in all of our actions. We want
1: our children to be able to ask the question so we can uh, present the gospel.
0: Amen. The I mean, explanation simple, right? for why
1: we do what we do.
0: Amen. Amen. The expectation is the explanation. Mm, That's what it is. Like we live this way because we expect that they're going to want us to explain. (laughs) <laughs> and then let's show up and explain. Yes, like, Let's tell them, the them why. Give them the gospel. <laughs> tell them that you were a slave to sin hmm. and that the Lord has set you free. Like, man, each of us has a testimony. Like we, I don't care if you've never done a lot of things. You have a testimony that once you were the enemy of God, hmm. but you've been reconciled to him through the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell your kids that. Tell your grandkids that make mm-hmm. sure they understand we can preserve the, the faith, the true and ardent faith for our kids if we would do what the word of God says. So mm-hmm. don't forget to remember when things are going well, when you're on cruise control, when you're loving life, um, mm-hmm. don't forget to remember Don't forget to remember the Lord, your God, because the expectation is that you do get to the explanation. Amen. Listen, when we resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, we remain culture proof. Until next time, Lord willing.
1: God bless.